Hey, everyone. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I guess you're everyone, huh? Yep, yep, hi. <laughs> you're all the people. And Sam. And Sam. And Sand. And Sand? <laughs> I mean, we got to keep Anakin away from here somehow. That's true. I haven't seen Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you clearly know the reference. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know who Anakin is. Yeah, and Sand. <laughs> You've heard of Anakin. Sam's You've trying to connect, Sand. but I don't know if we should let her. Uh, yeah, I guess. No, no, nah, nah, she she'll, she'll create chaos in here. Sam, chaos reigns. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about chaos. Yeah. <laughs> and why wouldn't she be? Mm. Good point. Yeah. Good point. I am chaos, apparently. You are a witch. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence. <laughs> um, yeah, the episode we recorded today for peeps listening, I suppose, if there's anybody listening. Um, we did the Breakfast Club for yeah. our normal episode. Yeah, yeah. And that'll be fun. So if you're listening to this in archive, um, then... You already know. You, you yeah. probably already know. That came out uh, yesterday, it should have been, if you're listening to this archive. Live, it came. It's not out yet. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> As he looks okay. at his imaginary watch. Hey, Sam, you're breathing into the mic. She fuck. Oh, you know it was me. <laughs> because I know what we sound like on this end. Hmm. He has to edit these videos so he knows what our breathing sounds like at this point. <laughs> He's listened to many breaths. I've listened to so many breaths. Yeah, we watched the brunch lunch. Yep. Yeah. The brunch of crunch. Are you listening uh, to my breath lunch. now? Can you hear it? No, you have no. to hold it. <laughs> okay. Now you're you're fine. Now. <laughs> um, what? Did you start that? No, we don't record it. Oh, you just. All oh, right, you just need it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Um. So yeah. Uh. I guess let's ask Sam because I feel like I know the answer to this. Um, Sam, what have you been watching? You don't know the answer to this at all. Okay, what's the answer? <laughs> Um, what have I been watching? Yeah. I've been watching my life drain away. <laughs> good answer, good answer. I think that's the answer that he was looking for. Same. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let's see, I watched The Breakfast Club today. <laughs> You did watch the break, yeah. How was that for you? Yeah, what did, I did you enjoy it? Oh, I watched. Yeah. Oh, I guess <laughs> you'll have to tune in next week to find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did finally get around to watching Parasite. And oh, hey, I really movie. liked it. Movie. Yeah, you did watch that. Well, uh, tell the people what you thought. These two people and the people listening. Um, uh, hey, you guys, I really liked it. It was good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> bravo bravo <laughs> uh yeah um it was, i i don't know what to say other than yeah i really fucking liked it that was also our problem with that episode too yeah is we yeah. did not know what to say either yeah well, well we had a fucking cool movie about classism that episode we, we did. did talk about classism <laughs> for like an hour <laughs> I guess one little thing we could talk about that we didn't talk about on the episode is uh, I remember like listening hey, to a thing on hey, Robbie. Yeah. Hmm? Robbie. 
I'm still yeah. talking here. Huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Say what you're going to say. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised you guys didn't bring up the scene. Um, oh, fuck. I don't know. Well, uh, fuck. Uh, potential spoilers, spoilers, I guess. Spoilers. Potential so spoilers if you don't want Parasite. Parasite to be spoiled, then don't your like be aware of anything in the world ever. But also don't listen to this. Um, <laughs> but I'm surprised you guys didn't. I'm surprised you guys didn't mention the the scene at the uh, birthday party. Um, one of like, I guess one of the standout sort of things, and I guess commentaries in that movie was that. Basically, uh, the girl got stabbed, but like the little boy fainted or something, and they're like, "Oh, we can't wait for an ambulance!" But they only cared about the little boy and getting him. Like they cared about the little boy that just fainted, but they don't care about the girl that was stabbed and actually dying. I feel like we brought that up in passing. Maybe it didn't get into the actual. Maybe what exactly happened? No, it made it in. That was a real short recording. Like almost everything made it on that one. Yeah. But I thought <laughs> um, that was an interesting scene as well. Yeah, I think we lumped that in with like the general uh, family not caring about others kind of thing. Probably. Well, kind of that yeah. uh, they care about what's happening to the rich people more so than than everyone else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which is just like life. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. The riches only care about the rich. Yeah. And the poor's only care about eating the rich. <laughs> Viva la revolution! Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it was fun. Like I said, I saw a thing on Parasite that you I wanted to, to talk about. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. I'm glad that I had your permission to speak now. But um, during that scene, they say because like uh, out of everyone who would actually do fine, I guess you can say within that society of people of you know the rich, hey, it Sam, would be say her. Some stuff. Yeah, sorry, I'm audio stuff. Saying stuff and stuff and stuff and stuff. Can you hear me? We can hear you. I think E can only kind of hear you. You went down. I need it up. Turn me up. Her up. Let's get turned up. (laughs) I can't hear her. Really? I can barely hear Sam. Uh, Hi. Okay, there we go. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah, sorry. Anyways, you can now stuff. speak. Because uh, they made that comment in <laughs> Parasite about how the daughter, like, she would actually fit in the rich society more than anyone else. And she's the one who ends up dying at that party out of the family. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then also with the ending of that movie, with also spoilers of it about how he wants to save his money to buy that house at the end of it, they say with how much money he makes living there, it would take him 526 years to actually save up enough money to buy that house. That was said by the director of the movie. That's capitalism. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that movie's sad. It is. <laughs> and it's also kind of one of those things, like, I don't know how true it is. I'd have to do the math myself. I don't doubt it being true, but they were saying that um, if you were to be alive whenever the pyramids are being built and decide that you're going to save $10,000 a day without spending any money, by the time they got to today's standards, you still wouldn't be in the top five of the, uh, yeah, you still wouldn't be in the top five of the richest people in the world. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, Capitalism and wealth distribution. 
Yay! It's really hard to visualize how much a billion dollars really is. Yeah, I think we talked about this too about how like uh, a, a, one way to visualize it is like a million seconds is eleven days, and a billion seconds is thirty-one years. Yeah, that that's insane. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. And then when you think about the fact that you know people like Jeff Bezos has a hundred and something million or hundred and something billion dollars after his divorce. Yeah. She made out like a fiend, though. Uh, Kyrie says 32 years is a billion I close. seconds. I was close. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was saying that off the top of my head, so I wouldn't quote me on that, but that's, I, I think, you. close. Direct quote, Facebook, right now. Oh, no. Yep, 31 years. No context. <laughs> um, so, have you, uh, is that all, Sam? You've been watching anything else? You've been doing anything else? You've been reading anything else? Listening to anything else? Desperate for contact? Desperate um, for contact? <laughs> Yeah, control, the one and only true control. <laughs> <laughs> By Remedy Games. By Remedy Games. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been playing. How far that. are you into that? Um, I don't fucking know how far I'm into it. What's, just, like the, last, what's the area you're in right now? I think the last boss. The last boss I beat... Oh, it was the refrigerator thing that I did. So I just... Yeah. Which was kind of hard, but apparently I run into him again. A few times. I have a real good idea of where you're at. And uh, man, the the game after this point, real good. Real fucking good. (laughs) I think. I mean, the entire game is so so good. He's lying to you. I absolutely love this game. Adore it. Uh, The 28th AWE comes out, and I am super excited. Alan Wake expansion. Oh, oh that sounds like a of wrestling course. thing. It does sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but... but I've also been playing. Uh, I got a, I got a month of PS now, so I've been playing uh, Katamari Forever. Those games. I are need fun. to play that. You would love them, E. I know mm-hmm. I would. <laughs> yeah. I don't. But the know controls why. are not great, and they're sort of frustrating. That's the only thing about it. Ah, that's fine. I, I yeah. deal with frustrating controls all the time. I wouldn't say the controls are frustrating. They're just very Katamari. Yeah. <laughs> you like start using them and it's just like... Da, 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 Maybe da, I'm just da, bad da, at it. Da. I'm not sure. Yeah, probably that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like when you have like weird stuff on the ball, like it controls weird. It's very purposeful. I wouldn't say it controls bad. I say it controls exactly how it's supposed to. It's I don't know. It just feels... Or anything. It feels sluggish to me and I don't like that. I wish Perhaps it could be smoother. Television. And I... Wish no. Uh, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, that can't be it. <laughs> well, if I get it, it'll probably be on Switch. Then we can put this discussion to rest in like two years when I finally decide to buy Katamari. Is it on Switch? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Maybe yeah, one they day the they'll re-roll. come out with a new a game. Huh. Yeah, the Katamari mm-hmm. reroll where they remastered it basically came out on Steam and Switch. Why don't you get that? Because I wanted it physical, and they gave five copies in the entire city of Colorado. Or, well, too late now. It doesn't matter. Who cares if we're in Colorado? I don't care. Yes, well, <laughs> that's not the city. Oh, I, don't care. <laughs> I do. There's like 500,000 people. There was five copies in, in our entire city. <laughs> I was not one of the lucky five. In fact, I think all of them were pre ordered. Oh, good. They probably restocked at a point, but I was so mad about that. I don't know. Like, It's a really niche game, honestly. But five copies? Yeah, sort of. Actually, I wait. Mean, I no, no, like it wasn't this many. 
it was like the, they it was the country. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was something absurd. Like there was only like <clears throat> five hundreds of copies in the entire United States because they just oh. didn't. I mean, I would still understand that too. I don't think Katamari exactly sold well, even in its original run. So. That's that's such an absurdly little amount of copies to have. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's a pretty beloved game. Yeah, but I don't think it sold well. Like people, maybe love if it you're like, because, like, it was a super easy game to rent for five dollars and beat in an afternoon. Like, it's a short game. Yeah, yeah. It was a discounted game. Yeah, Which actually, like, Katamari Forever is sort of hard. Like, I'm not doing so good at it. So, is this going back to the thing of you not being good at it? <laughs> no, getting no good. it's my TV's problem. <laughs> it's I'll never admit but Sam. I'll never admit that I'm bad at games, but I will admit that this is not my controller. This is not my monitor. Uh, there's a lag latency that's going on right now. Uh, for some reason, uh, I think I hit a big glitch on it somewhere. Apparently, the batteries died in my controller. I'm blindfolded. I actually gave the controller to my little brother. <laughs> I've been having the runs lately, and so my stomach really hurts. <laughs> This isn't 60 hertz. What the hell? <laughs> this is even my house. Yeah. <laughs> I broke into here. Oh, God. Uh, it's like a glass of my foot from kicking into that window. Are you enjoying yourself with it, though? Yeah, it's fun. It's cute. And the soundtrack is, is weird, but fun. It's yeah, it's a the entire banger. story for Katamari is so fucking weird, too. Yeah. So. yeah, it's so Japan. Yeah, it is. 100%. It, 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 it was Japan. one of those... Yeah, I heard the story of uh, they were very unsure about bringing it to Western audience because they're like, they're not going to like this or understand it or care because it's just so weird. And it's just like a Japanese thing. And no one outside of Japan is going to care about this. They weren't wrong. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, I think everybody's view of the United States at this point is like, if they're like a bunch of dum-dums that like fried food and guns, which I don't think they're wrong either. So that's well, not, like, no, not necessarily. <laughs> well, Especially during like the NES era, like I look at a lot of re like designs and stuff. Mm -hmm. It is absurd how many things are just completely changed. Oh yeah, like they didn't trust us at all to be able to handle their any of their things. Yeah, well, like Double Dragon was a crazy one because the original was like based off of uh, high school delinquents because that's a thing in Japan, mm -hmm. and they were like Americans don't understand what that is. <laughs> yeah, apparently, there's actually a storyline behind the original Double Dragons game. Yeah, and like takes place in like a post-apocalyptic society and like all this other stuff. Yeah, and then your girlfriend gets punched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very deep story, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> well, uh, Robbie, stop. You seem to have been watching a lot. A lot of YouTube stuff. Yeah, uh, it's one of those. Like I said, since I'm trying to go to the gym more often, I've been discovering more music. Uh, I've been, like I said, I, I've been trying to find some like long form content to listen to at work. Something I don't have to necessarily watch, but I can at least listen to and get what's going on with it. Um, I'm trying to, I, I'm probably going to butcher the name, but like I found out rather recently, like a good example is uh, there's this debate online on whether or not uh, Geralt of Rivia from the Witcher series is actually a ripoff of uh, El or Elric of Melbourne, I think is what it is, which was like this novel series that was actually created in the 60s. But, you know, both of them are white-haired characters. One of our Elric and generals an albino that have, like, a sense of... Our people, like, apparently are emotionless characters according to, like, people around them and all this other stuff. And, like, there's a lot of similarities, but there's a lot of differences between them from the YouTube video that I heard about it. But it's a book series I could see myself getting into. I don't know. I feel like with, like, <clears throat> stuff like that, it becomes so coincidental in a lot of things. Some of it is. Uh, Eldrick of Melbourne, like, uh, he is very much like an anti-hero, but 
but apparently he's one of the first ones because the book series like the first book was in 1961 i think is what it was but like they put like a lot of things like from the person who did all the research for their their video and i listened to it she was saying that it's it doesn't seem like uh that uh gerald is a ripoff as much as he is like heavily inspired by elric yeah, it's like saying anybody who writes fantasy is a ripoff of Lord of the Rings. Like, it's yeah, not a ripoff. And it's just she talked about that, too. Yeah, she mm-hmm. talked about that, too, about how, like, you know, a, a lot of it goes all the way back to the Lord of the Rings and how that was, like, pr- pretty much the original fantasy. Yeah. And uh, it, it is, like, there's just a lot of tropes. And she says, like, uh, something that you've actually said on the podcast before of, like, there's uh, no such thing as an original story now. Something has always been, in, or something has been inspired by something else at this point. Yeah. And, like, whether it's, you know, that or, like, Technically, you can even go back even further and say that uh, maybe Lord of the Rings even had a inspiration from stories like um, like Beowulf, even. Yeah. Since Beowulf was like one of the very first. Uh, I could be wrong on this. Don't quote me. I can't remember if Quoting Beowulf. You. I can't remember if Beowulf is was one of the first stories ever written in English or if it was one of the first translated to English. I cannot remember. I would assume everyone. Everyone write that down so we can quote him later on that. Oh, no! <laughs> I don't think it was They're going to cancel me on Twitter! I, oh, no! No, Beowulf's so old, I don't think it's written in English. No, but also, like, I would say Lord of the Rings takes a lot from the Bible as well. Yeah. Like, what? I mean, that's actually another thing that I I, I need to look more into it to see how true it is, because it's just, you know, you can only believe so much of what you read on the internet, but, like, are so, uh, there's some people quoting... J.R. J.R. Tolkien saying that, um, or Tolkien, I should say, to say it properly. No, it's Tolkien. He doesn't know how to pronounce his own name. It's Tolkien. How would he know? He only lived with that name. It's Tolkien. But anyways, about how uh, apparently he uh, actually found these old books of Europe back like six and a half thousand years ago. And how uh, Lord of the Rings is based off of that. And so he was trying to say it was a true story or something like that. What? Yeah. <laughs> It was all like conspiracy stuff that I ended up finding. Huh. Is it? Well, Lord of the Rings is like technically it took a long time ago and the creatures that survived ended up becoming humans or something, right? So the idea of Lord of the Rings is that uh, the Third Age is generally the one that you see in all the Lord of the Rings fiction. Um, before the age that you've seen like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that, which is almost the age of man. Almost. Um, God, this is going to be real nerdy. Yeah, um, I'm into it. I'm into it. This is a nerd podcast. Who cares? We, we're a bunch of nerds that watch movies and podcast about it. Let's be fair. Uh, yeah. Um, so beforehand, there were like a bunch of gods just wandering around. Think almost like Greek mythology. Almost. Yeah. There's just like a bunch of gods everywhere. Um, Sauron or Saruman. I fucking, oh, wait, no matter how much I read about Sauron and Saruman, I always mix up no matter what. And Sauron was the actual bad guy that made the rings. Sauron was Thank the, you. yeah, the white um, wizard. Yeah. So Sauron, um, was a very powerful god, but he wasn't the most powerful god. In fact, he was kind of a pretty weak-ass god. Um, he was literally a necromancer slash god at the time, and he just happened to be the one that came out on top, and, like, one of the few that were left. Um, the last... He's the last god that's left, I guess, or a demigod in this, in yeah. this case, which is very... People don't think of, like, gods and demigods when you think of Lord of the Rings, but that's, like, a lot of their mythos. Um, so, like... The reason why, I mean, I got to go into a lot of dumb stuff. Um, Humans were very new to Lord of the Rings. Um, Like, when you see humans wandering around and people, like, treat them like shit, it's because, like, they're very new. Like, humans aren't the thing. Um, It was very much dragons and creatures and gods and demigods. Like, dragons and the thing that the the movies don't show of Lord of the Rings, the eagles. 
they're an incredibly intelligent species. They speak. Um, they have their own democracy. <laughs> um, <coughs> and they just don't like getting involved with human affairs because they think humans are silly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's all these other things going on. And then like the story that we concentrate is like heavily human and like leads into the human age. Um, what was the question? <laughs> I was just it wasn't a question. Like... It's because I was talking about like the difference between um, El- our, El- our Elric of Melbourne and Geralt of Rivia, and how uh, there's an argument online between how they're both pretty much the same character, even though they're not. Like, uh, it's just that uh, they feel that even though like the author, which I'm not going to try to even pronounce his name, it's very Polish. Uh, the author of the original Witcher books, they say that he was he- or his books were heavily inspired by the Elric of Melbourne books written by another gotcha, gotcha. author who I what can't did you name say because i went on a t- i was like doesn't that leap isn't the idea of lord of rings that it takes place before and then that they just go into human oh right yeah, yeah that's a I, that's way easier to answer than what i was doing <laughs> <laughs> you're nerding out you're nerding out i didn't want to interrupt you on that <laughs> um yeah the idea of lord of the rings is that it's ancient ancient history and that it's technically according to its fiction uh our ancient history that was not documented well enough. Yeah. And I guess there's like a bit of a conspiracy theory about how J.R. Tolkien actually found a bunch of books <laughs> in a, an old library or at the basement of an old library that date back to like 6,000 years ago. Why is a robot talking to us? I don't know. Robot or rabbit or robin? Rohit. Rohit. It's an H. It's oh, not robot. Robot. <laughs> <laughs> um hello friend <laughs> how are you doing on this fine evening apparently he's trying to it's figure out a robot. <laughs> it's not it's a robot Rohit. but the name is it, i'm gonna it's an h it is yeah. certainly an h rohit well i prefer robot <laughs> that's not how it's right. <laughs> apparently that is how it works uh, i think the scottish side of me wants to roll my r's whenever i say their name the spanish side <laughs> No, the Scottish. Scottish. <laughs> the Scottish side. Because you're part or, Spanish. Or so. Yeah, but I'm also part Scottish. Yeah, you don't get to flex your Scottish heritage as much. Especially since he's not Scottish. <laughs> we do laugh a lot, yeah. Yeah, we, we laugh a lot at our, at our own dumb jokes. Yeah, that's we are sorry. Of, we apologize. <laughs> Never apologize, Sam. So, yeah, you're a man. Never fucking no apologize fruit. ever. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Lord of the Rings becomes humans. <laughs> uh, no, humans, <laughs> humans were just not uh, prominent, and then they rose to prominence because uh, Bilbo and Frodo were assholes, and they basically fucked up the natural order of history and gave humans power by interfering. Hmm. Essentially, I mean, the other thing is that it was going to be Urukai and orcs that were ruling the earth. Was that your right. Scottish side coming out? <laughs> no, that is Elbridge. Thank you, Urkai. I mean, in the, uh, reading in that too, they were saying that I guess uh, the Elvish were actually based off of the Nordic clan. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm like a he little said, creeped he... out, but <laughs> <laughs> no, they're enjoying it. <laughs> yes. They're not getting creepy laugh. yet. <laughs> All right. Just like, I thought that's what you told me once. <laughs> I probably just misheard what you told me once, honestly. <laughs> that, that's fair I mean, we talked about that too, but like, there, there is a lot of, uh, they say, like, what we think of, of fantasy novels and movies and games and everything else, where 
are very much based off of the Lord of the Rings series. Yes. And uh, like, I guess another good example of that is because I remember since I listened to a lot of stuff dealing with D and D on, uh, <laughs> on YouTube about that. I was gonna, well, I was gonna say everything <laughs> off of D and D is heavily inspired off of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and then every game after every RPG is heavily inspired from D and D. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, what I'm saying is you can take everything that's good in the world to Lord of the Rings. Okay. <laughs> I don't um, think I can thank pizza to Lord of the Rings. Can't you though? Maybe. No. Can't you? Do no. they ever eat pizza in Lord of the Rings? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. No, they eat a lot of bread. There's like a lot of bread <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. There's a lot of bread and a lot of describing trees. And what a weed. Like, it's mostly like <laughs> actually there is a lot of weed. Yes. In Lord yeah. of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> they get fucking lit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Remember yeah, the I, emojis that Rohit just put on here. <laughs> <laughs> I still, oh man, that bread they eat in Lord of the Rings. I just like it. Just this <laughs> bread. It just reminds me of the bread like you can get down in the valley. Oh yeah, like the Mexican breads. Yeah, sweet oh. breads. Yeah, the yeah. Amish bread. They, the Amish it looks exactly like that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they. One of the staff probably just had that, and they're like, "Wait, what is this?" Maybe actually, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if your family ever got into it. Like, did they ever get like that chain letter bread, the Amish friendship bread? No, no. That was a whole weird thing. That's what that list says is not is something you should give your enemies instead because of how hard it is to make. <laughs> Maybe. So like, yeah, the whole thing with like the Amish friendship <laughs> bread. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kari knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like they give you like this little bag that has like a little bit of uh bread mix in it that's like already mixed and like already kind of like a doughy. And it's like day one, mush the bag. Day two, flip over. Day three, mush the bag. <laughs> like, yeah, they do that flip over, and then yeah, it and actually then you, just repeats. Yeah, you just yeah, repeat that for ten days, and on the tenth day, you make enough to make like a whole bunch of loaves of it, and then you put like a little bit in ten bags and give it to ten friends, and then make a loaf for yourself. That sounds dumb. It, it's basically <laughs> it, it's a chain letter in bread form. Also, I feel like that's how you like make the ring happen. Yeah, but like it's. I, I mean, if you get, <laughs> yeah, if you don't make the bread, then a little girl pops out of your oven in ten days and kills you. I will rise seven in days. seven days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to answer Rohit, like we're we're they from Colorado. Bye. Goodbye, I guess. Uh, yeah, goodbye. Yeah, goodbye, Rohit. Have a good night. I don't know who you are. Yeah, just someone who kept on asking where we're from <laughs> and asking us to laugh or keep laughing. <laughs> Which generally, like, if someone's like, yes, yes, continue okay, now to they, laugh. Now they say they will not, I, I'm really confused. Yeah. Hey, Rohit, you live your life, unless it's creepy, in which case don't live your life, do something different. Um, but you can stick around if you want. Yeah, to answer the question they keep on asking, we're from Colorado. Don't tell them now. Now it's weird. If no one is, like, asking us, we can just say it. But, like, once someone's like, where are you from? What's your zip code? Like, eh. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that specific. They are from about India. It. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay cool. Cool. India. Very, very densely populated area. Very. Uh, so lots of YouTube. Yeah. Lots of YouTube. Lots of like watching kind of video essay stuff because you can just listen to that in the long form media. Yeah. I guess one thing because I get weird random recommendations on there. Like I got a recommendation of uh, this girl that's a detransitioner. A what? Yeah, that's a thing. It's no, a, I need to hear the word again. Detransitioner. Which is what? It is she 
was going to transition from female to male, decided it was a bad idea after doing a year's worth of, like a year and a half worth of <laughs> hormone therapy, and then decided to go back to being a female. That like that got recommended to me. That seems hard. Why yeah. would you Man? Yeah, that that was a whole big thing. I Learned feel to... like once you're a year in. Yeah, and I think that it, you'd have to watch the videos to go, but like once again, it was like it was just randomly recommended to me, but it's someone who's like basically their journey in life dealing with that. They asked him for use Instagram. No Insta. In, no, we, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Rohit asked, uh, do we use Instagram? No, we do not use Instagram. But yeah, like that was a weird recommendation that was given to me on YouTube on top of all the other weird stuff that like, I watch a lot of stuff on music theory too, which I was like, telling you guys about the algorithm lead you. Kind of, I think some of it is like, I just kind of scrolled through randomly, like, okay, what seems good? What seems good? And then I get sucked into a clickbait title. Yeah, I mostly just stick with like, here's things I like, and then also murder stuff. <laughs> and I'll let YouTube take me down a murder hole. That's fine. But like, I'm not just going to be like clicking on random videos. Yeah, I, I guess do. that's just my thing to click on random videos and like, okay, like this seems like it's interesting enough. Like, it, it's I not to the point of like, I don't. Videos. Yeah, it's not to the point of like, I don't need sleep. I need answers. There are, there are some health uh, consequences from that. Like, I guess one of the big things that she was talking, because like the first video that popped up in my feed that she did is uh, she did a, a country song of someone who had a deep voice because that's something that happened to her during her transitional phase when she was on testosterone for a year and a half is her voice went like really low. Like, right. I think she has a l lower voice than I do. Right. right. <laughs> so, but yeah, like that's just a thing. Like, to sum that up into like a nice little summary for that YouTube channel is like said someone's journey of after they detransitioned and like, it's very much as someone trying to find themselves. Like that's something we were talking about with this episode of the podcast is like, you know, trying to find yourself in those early teen to 20 years, but like they just kind of tried finding themselves in hard mode and was very confused on who they were as a person enough so that they thought like, well, maybe I'm not meant to be a female. Maybe I'm meant to be a male instead. And then like, Nope, that wasn't quite it. <laughs> I feel like there's not a whole lot of tries <laughs> with that. So, yeah, that's that just sounds really hard. Like, yeah, yeah, I it's... don't know how you could do that. I mean, me either, but I guess it's kind of one of those to each their own. I, but... I mean, um, uh, trans people uh, have dysphoria and. A lot of the times, like transitioning is the only thing that will that really makes sense to them. Get rid of that dysphoria or help. I don't know, make them feel like themselves. I mean, the the first transition I get, <laughs> but like transitioning back just seems like so insane to me. I, don't I mean, know. a lot of people do am it. I, am I crazy? No. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like it would be hard it's to have to go back from that. It's not insane. I don't think it's insane. I think it's just, I don't know. You have to make a decision to transition in the first place. Yeah, I, I feel like, like that's, that's a big decision. But yeah. like sometimes it's just not right. And so, but yeah, I think it can like fuck with your hormones and stuff like that a lot. Definitely. But. Especially whenever you're at a young age, too, which I think is, like, one of the controversial things that people say about transition. Because, like, there's some people who start doing their transition and start going on hormone therapy at, like, the age of eight. 
because uh-huh. of their yeah. Oh, I feel about that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, it is very controversial for a reason too. So it's I a, can understand it's a very why you don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, it's a controversial thing. I don't personally think that's a great idea, but some people have found But like, that that's one better. reason why I kind of like listen to our, like, I guess I should say listen, because like I said, it was something I could just like put my phone in my pocket and listen to them talk for a little while about it. Like, right. and I learned a little bit about that because, you know, like I'm, I'm definitely like not transsexual or anything like that either. So like, that's very much a world that I'm very uh, distanced from. And so like listening to someone else talk about it, it kind of made me learn a little bit more about that subject area. Right. Uh, I just think like eight is just like, you don't know anything at eight years old. No. So I can't, I, I didn't realize that there are some people who feel like they're in the wrong body at that young of an age. No, like, I, I feel like I didn't even realize I was a conscious human being until I was, like, 17. So, like... That, that's also fair. That's I like mean, to be, I, I think that's just kind of how we were treated as kids. Because, like, they kind of just gave us, like, oh, you're a kid. Like, your opinion doesn't matter, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Yeah. I remember, I remember weird things about my childhood. Like, I think I freaked out my mom not too long ago because I was telling her memories that I had when I was three. I mean, I have, like, memories, but, like, I don't remember being a kid. Yeah. But, like, I have... It's like watching a TV show in my head, kind of. Like, I can see it, and, like, I remember it, but I there's no emotions attached to it. It's right. just something that I see in my head. Like, I don't know. I'll describe it as the opposite. I can't see anything, but I can remember emotions from things. You, yeah. Weird. Just remember how you felt in a certain time. You don't remember why you felt that way, but you remember it. Yeah. Well, like, I kind of... So, like, I think I told you before, like, I in my mind, I just can't, like, picture a thing it's just words. very well it's like well it's not even like i Color. can like the, i think i described it best it's like if anything i try to look at is blurry in my head right so because of that i don't really trust my <laughs> <laughs> like how i see something in my head i guess this might go with your face blindness thing no i think it 100 <laughs> does uh something that should probably Scare dry a little bit. Uh, Kari just said, I wasn't even allowed to decide to get baptized, and neither will my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say this, Drea. If she makes your kids get baptized, hide a bath bomb in their shirt. Negative 10 kids. No kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the eight-year-olds want to be princesses and knights and stuff. Yeah. Eight-year-olds want to like, be fucking dragons. They also want to be like Pac-Man, too. So like, <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> I think one of the weird things that we thought about whenever we were kids and it never panned out is like, which is one reason why me, Drya, and another friend of ours, I don't know if Drya wants to talk about, know how to play instruments. It's because like at the age of 11, we're like, we're going to make a band. And that just never happened. No, I learned how to play an instrument thanks to Jason. Yeah. Like I, I would never have learned to play drums if it weren't for Jason. He got me interested. Uh, any other instrument, I just never, I never could pick up. It was just hard and I didn't get it. And like he showed me drums like, oh, cool, I can hit stuff. And yeah. that was fun. <laughs> yeah jason was a very good man r.i.p indeed mm-hmm. yeah he was a good guy he was a very good guy uh, i think that's one of those things like i don't know there's a lot of changing that happened to us around that time too and i think jason was a part of that both in his life and our uh, in his death it changed a lot for the community that we were in it did it did it was a really mm-hmm really weird time it was which i guess also speaking of that whenever jason died we our, our next youth pastor was ryan which he's part of the reason why i know how to play guitar too didn't really teach me anything but like it was kind of one of those he played and i was which like, also i just want to say ryan was like 26 yeah when he took over 
I can't imagine leading a youth group right now at 29. Like, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> it, I, I'll be honest with you. I think it might have been just Pastor Steve. Like, hey, do you guys want... Like, you guys are around the youth group already. Do you guys want to lead it now? And I, I guess. Cool. You start tomorrow. Yeah, like, it's so insane to me that they did that at such a young age. Like, I already gives the answer. I think it's accurate. They love Jesus. Uh, do they? <laughs> I haven't talked to them in a long time. It, it has been a while, but yeah, like... That is one of those things to think about because we think of Ryan as this older guy that we looked that we looked up to and everything, and like thinking that he was an adult and he had his shit together. But no, he was. Ruth was twenty five and he was twenty six, wasn't it? Yeah. And then even younger than that, if I remember correctly, was Miguel. After that, Miguel was like twenty four, twenty five, I think. Yeah, I was out at that point though. Okay. Yeah, I think actually, if anything, Miguel probably got me more into playing guitar than Ryan did. But Miguel's actually better at guitar than Ryan was too. Yeah. And if anything, he was probably as much of a music nerd as I am now, if not more so. <clears throat> I remember him slightly. I also remember, like, I went to two or three youth nights with Miguel. Yeah. And that was one of the times. The one one of the times that I went is when I fractured my collarbone. So. Uh, one of the times with Miguel is whenever I fell out of a tree. Also. Yeah, you tackled me when that <laughs> happened. By the way, I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> I don't. Tackled you out of the tree? No, 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 I tackled him whenever he broke his collarbone. We were playing frisbee. You don't tackle yeah. in that game. We no, that you don't tackle in that game. It was still touch. Um, what kind of frisbee are you playing? What? We were playing extreme frisbee, so you were able to run around, but once you caught it, you can only take two steps. Uh-huh. And then you have to throw it again. Um, I, like, dove for it and caught it and landed on my shoulder. Shoulder? Shoulder. Um, <laughs> my right shoulder and just, bam, crushed it. And I was like, oh, this hurts. Oh, man, that hurts. It's probably fine. Like, I tried to throw the Frisbee, and it, like, didn't work. Like, oh, that hurts. And I was like, okay, I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep playing. And I kept trying to play it, and, like, I went and caught it. And I was, like, there on my knees, which meant you're down, which means nobody touch you. And Robbie (laughs) tackled me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember that at all, honestly. (laughs) Sounds like you should have stopped playing. I stopped playing after that, and I laid on the cement uh, because we were playing in the courthouse yard. And I laid on the cement on the front steps of the courthouse for, like, 20 minutes. And I was like, I'm going, I'm going home. And he was like, you okay? I was like. I'm leaving. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you okay? Yeah. But like... But somebody... unrelated, I am going to visit the hospital. No, I wasn't taken to the hospital at all. I doubt it. Uh, yeah, no, I wasn't allowed. I was told it's fine. <laughs> so my dad didn't take me. That was kind of another thing of like us growing up too, is they had very much like that some rub some dirt on it kind of mentality when we got injured. Yeah. Which is why like whenever I grew up, someone asked me if like, have you ever broken any bones? And like, I can honestly say, I don't know. I've gotten injured. I, I hurt some stuff, and like I was out for like a couple of weeks to a month. But they never took me to the hospital over it, so I couldn't tell you <laughs> whether or not I've actually broken anything or not. Like I don't have any like major problems with any of my joints or anything, so probably not. But I super do. I am in pain a lot. <laughs> it's not great. Um, it's but, happens when your bones don't set correctly. Yeah. E. Have you been uh, watching anything? Yeah, uh, I've actually been following a weird thing about Burger King. Uh, so I don't know if you guys have heard. So Burger King has an ad agency, and they thought it would be a good idea to find Twitch streamers and using yeah, donations send like five dollars, <laughs> and then in the text box be like, "Hey, with this five dollars, you can buy the new Whopper from Burger King." And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I remember hearing about what? that. It's yeah, yeah, it's a whole weird thing. Wait, so, so it's like official Burger King marketing? Yeah, it was. for Twitch. But they send it to like the the Twitch streamer. 
Yeah, they gave him like five dollars, which of course gets taxed. Right. So, and then also Twitch takes their cut. Yeah, but like they do it like in the comments section or like how does this work? How does so, this work? I don't watch. Okay, streams. okay. So a lot of people have a secondary thing where it's like a donate button. You click that, it takes you to another to something called Streamlabs, which just is like, how much are you donating? Here's where you can put in text. Okay. When you do that, many people have it set up so a robot will read their text because they obviously are playing a game and aren't going to be like reading an entire paragraph that someone sent. Right. An ad agency working under for Burger King used that to put in an ad. It's genius. No, it's terrible and against Twitch's TOS and also probably against FTC. And it's also probably an FTC violation. Probably, but it's pretty genius for the one time it works. No, they did that for months. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it, it, it's right up there. Of, like if you donated money to a church and like here's five dollars for to make sure that children don't go hungry. Also, they could buy a, or they can buy a Whopper <laughs> from Burger King with this five dollars that you're donating to this church. When yeah. they come around with the trades, keep a note in there wrapped around your five dollar bill. Hey, maybe get a Whopper. Yeah, like, yeah pretty much. Yeah, but like uh, someone I used to follow, who's an artist, uh, was actually talked about. He's like, "Oh shit, I just thought someone was being weird and doing a dumb bit," and no, it was just straight up them. And they That's had this. So weird. They had a like dumb video about it with the actual Twitch streamers that they did this to with their faces blurred. What? Yeah, yeah and their voices changed. It was, it's super so they messed up. double used it for marketing? Yeah. Yep. Like they did that, like they did that to the Twitch streamers and then like they took their favorite moments of that and put it into an actual Burger King ad. Yeah. But that's how I found out about it is like somebody had retweeted it and said, who in the hell in the ad agency thought this was a good idea? That sounds so remarkably illegal. Yeah, it definitely is. Huh. It's like, what? it's against Twitch's terms of service anyways. You're not supposed to advertise like that. But it's also, like I said, probably an FTC violation. It honestly doesn't surprise me for Birking, though, because like another thing that they did is uh, whenever they, uh, like Alexa and Google and all and uh, Siri and all that started like really catch up and like you know you do like the hey like, I'm not gonna say the Google one because like hey Alexa like say that this this and this and like they give you like a little spiel on the speaker mm-hmm. is they had a advertisement where somebody like got really close to the microphone and said like hey like hey such and such like tell me about Burger King and like it would like play an advertisement on your Google on like your Google Chrome or like your Alexa or whatever else. And so like, which basically just went to their Wikipedia page. So people just started like messing with Burger King by changing the <laughs> Wikipedia page saying like it was made by made with or like the burgers are made with rat droppings and foot lettuce and everything. That's pretty good. But, so like, what are the consequences of this for Burger King right now? Nothing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it just like came out. It came out of last week, obviously, or else I would have talked about it earlier. But, like, it just came out. They're just finding who these people who were in the ad were. Because, like, so that part, like, they have the actual things, but obviously they're not going to show the game because, you know, that's actually going to get big corporations against them. Right, right. So they had to put stock footage there. <laughs> but, like, people were finding them because, like, a crazy things, like, they noticed in one, there was a weird green bar mm-hmm. from the game. Oh, so like, and they couldn't crop it out. So they found him <laughs> doing that, and they found the exact like lines that people said. The one that sticks my mind the most. They kept this in. When are you guys gonna sponsor me then? What is this? And their response: We just gave you five dollars. Wow. 
wow, that's super fucking shady. Yeah. yeah. So luckily it's getting the backlash that it rightfully deserves. It probably should go into more legal issues, but I don't think any company is going to try that again after I seeing mean, that. Right. I like that. I was going to say, also speaking of like legal issues with the gaming industry, did you guys hear about like Epic versus Apple? Yeah, that's Apple was like, all right, we're just going to not let Unreal also. <laughs> Looks like a religious thing. Calm down there. Satan also wants money and power. <laughs> that's a... okay. okay yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Sam, I'm going to let that go. Sam and Kari are having their own little discussion in the comments section. We're that's what's happening. A discussion. Yeah, but uh, maybe today, Satan. Ha have you heard about that, Dry? Epic versus Apple? The newest? Oh, absolutely, I have. Okay. Yeah. It, it, I, I don't know. I haven't kept up with the news this week on it, so I don't know if there's been any new uh, turns on it. The latest thing I saw is Apple's like, okay, we're not going to allow anything from the Unreal Engine on the App Store then. Wow. That's big. Yeah. That's a lot of money out of Epic's wallet. Yeah. That's a lot of money out of Apple's Their coffer. Well, yeah. Both coffers will be hurt. I mean, to be, I'm not too worried about either of them. It's literally a billion dollar corporation versus a billion dollar corporation. I'm, worried, I'm not worried about them. Well, I'm, I'm saying I'm not worried about the whole thing in general because, like, this is literally just billionaires feuding with each other. Like, that's how I see it. Yeah, but the crossfire like, is the issue. Yeah. Yeah, and like, there's going to be ramifications for uh, consumers about like what what consuming is going to mean after all of this is done. Yeah, I mean that's true too, but like. Mostly how I see it is it's Epic trying to do a hostile takeover of the uh, of the landscape when it comes to gaming. I wouldn't say it's them trying to take a hostile takeover of the landscape, but it's them thinking that they just have enough Fortnite money to bully people into doing what they want. I wouldn't say it's a takeover because they're not like making the App Store their theirs or anything. But like, yeah, but they're trying to like say like the App Store is a monopoly, and even before that, there was their whole big thing of like uh, their whole exclusive market on their. Um, app store or like yeah on their app store yeah for it and like uh the way that they're going about it isn't like meant to be like hey we're a better option so maybe you should try us instead it's their way of like trying to hostily take over and become bigger than steam yeah. i think so, they... so like there's the argument of both ways about that but yeah like it's they kind of dig dug their own grave with that with that whole thing too like yeah. epic is just being weird about the way that they're going about it, and i think yeah. it's their way of trying to like make themselves a big name within the landscape I mean, I honestly would, in fact, argue that Apple does have a monopoly, considering they, yeah, just, well, your option is to get an entirely new phone. Yeah, because like if you buy, yeah, if you buy an Apple product, you have to use their app store. You can't use anything else. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think I think if that gets changed, then people will sway away from Apple more, um, just because like they'll have to change their iOS so much that it'll basically be Android at that point, right? Kind Probably. of, yeah, but they're not going to do... Apple's not going to do that. Right, exactly. So, But uh, the thing about that, too, is like I think Epic kind of put themselves in a corner because on top of Apple taking Fortnite off of their store, so did Google Play. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did, um, which is interesting. But, like, again, I, I think we went into this before. Like, if they don't have some sort of percentage monetization of all sales, then that store has no purpose to exist. Right. But that being said, some people are arguing like the argument for Epic side on that is that they're taking too much because they take 30% of what each app makes on there. 
30% might be a bit much. I would say if they put it down to 10 or 15, then that should be fine. Yeah. But, and that's like usually, that's usually the modicum is like 10 or 10 to 15%. Like that's, that's what like Epic takes. That's what Steam takes. That's what Steam takes more. Steam does take more. Oh, Epic takes the lowest out of any app. Yeah. They, but, they love to boast about that, even though way less people actually buy the games on Epic. Yeah. Because Epic is, I mean, I'm, uh, I was pretty uh, vocal about like, not caring if it's steam or epic or anything like that on pc right um which it's fair because it's one of those like i think my big thing whenever epic came out and tried doing like their whole hostile takeover with it and everything was that there's just too many app stores to begin with because there's steam and there's gog and then there's origin and then there's epic and now there's and there's Uplay, and there's itch.io and to be fair there really is just steam and epic yeah because the user base of all the others is so low it is yeah, like even so much so to where that EA being said, has like, even abandoned Origins at this point. Really. Yeah, um, like Origins is still a thing, but yeah, they're starting to put all their Origin libraries onto Steam because right. they just couldn't compete. And like Epic, like I think if they're fine and like they'll give deals on some games and stuff like that, and that's cool. But like if you just look at the features, they're not as good as Steam. But you can place those games in the Steam interface, and they'll work exactly like they would on Steam. So like I don't, I don't see a big problem with it, honestly. It's, yeah. it's slightly annoying, yeah. but it's not that, like the end of the world. Yeah, and I'm kind of in the same group of it. Like, the way that I look at all of this, like, there is possible repercussions to everything that's happening between them right now. But more or less, I just see this as billionaires feuding. Like, it's more or less people who have, you know, literally billions of dollars to play around with saying, you're not giving me enough money. Basically, That's yeah. pretty much what this whole argument is with that. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, watch anything else, Um, like I said earlier, I've been in the podcast, I should say, for people listening later. Um, I've been doing like my itch bundle dive, basically. Yes. Yeah, we did talk about that, which I guess I'll say here. So now I have like a reason to do it. I do eventually want to like release a video where I just talk about a bunch of the itch bundle games that, uh, that people obviously don't talk about because there is so many like cool little games. Because Dryer knows this. I love like just one to two hour experiences. That is my jam. If yeah, people make yeah. a one to two hour game, it's amazing to me. So I actually showed Dry a game that I really like. That was it's it takes an hour and a half to beat it. Which one? Um Masochistia. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just putting that out there, so now I'm legally obligated to do it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, I just like there's that there one I didn't talk about earlier. There's a game I loved that is literally like 30 minutes long. What? It's called Fat Bear. <laughs> you are a bear, and your goal is to eat as much as you can before <laughs> hibernation. I played that Flash game? No, no, it's a 3D game. But like, you're thinking of Enviro Bear. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Um, you are Enviro Bear is such a weird. That game. one's that one. You're in a car. Yeah. Of course. It's so weird. <laughs> but Fat Bear is like you go around and then you get like big and fat but like it starts becoming like katamari Shh. controls as you get fatter because huh. <laughs> you're a sphere so yeah. you're like so it the... basically is katamari yeah it's kind of like <laughs> katamari except you have a little more control at the start nice <laughs> and it's it was fun i 100 percented it in 30 minutes and oh. it's like it was amazing it's it was a fun little experience and it's like games like that i think people really is why i want to start something about like 
hey, here's a bunch of random indie games you've probably never heard of. If you bought that itch bundle, you have it, actually. Go yeah. play it. You just, you have no reason not to now. <laughs> there was actually a game that I really wanted to show Drya whenever I used to live with Drya <laughs> in his little spare bedroom that we now use as a podcast room. Yeah. Um, uh, that game, Paratopic, that's another game that's about an hour long, and it's so weird, but it's enthralling. Like You really get sucked into the world in that hour of playing that game. And I still, to this day, like, I think it's about aliens, but I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I also, like, also, in my quest about the itch bundle, I did just do another run through of every game to see which ones I was going to download. <laughs> like, I actually don't have as many as there are, but I still have so many. No, I get that. Um I did something similar to that. Like, I think I uh, donated to the Yogg cast at one point in time. Mm-hmm. And that came with like 30 games. And I still to this day, like this is back in 2017, I think. And I still to this day have not a played all those games or B downloaded all of them. <laughs> I mean, like, like they're still sitting on my hum- humble bundle page. Yeah. That happens a lot. But yeah, I, I, so that was fun. Um, have I, have I watched anything else notable? Oh, I know of one I could talk about. Go ahead. I'm. Um, I found out about once again because I was looking at or watching like video essays on like all these different things. Was this little weird anime from the '70s called Charge Man Ken, <laughs> which is so fucking. I don't, uh, oh man. Oh man. Did you see the? I think I know which video. Did you see the ending of how like that came back into popularity? Yeah, I did. So you know those it, crazy videos I watch. You're gonna have to be more specific. Like the ones with like the anime people's to the sound of the music okay sure yeah yeah so that actually brought it back into popularity yeah because it's not good it's it's horrible it's bad like like how long would you expect an anime episode to be 21 minutes it is five minutes an episode for charge man ken huh and (laughs) it's bad it's a bad five minutes It's, Um, it's also around like speed racer time yeah like, oh, so it's like that. It's that kind of animation, yeah. And it's worse. Oh. <laughs> it is uh, Speed Racer Speed Racer animation if the animators did not give a fuck about Speed Racer. <laughs> Which is bad, because I already assumed that the animators didn't give a fuck about Speed Racer. They really did not. Like One of the things they said, I haven't gotten to those episodes, but I watched a handful of them. But there's some episodes of Charge Man Ken where there's just a hair on the screen and they never like took it off. What? Cause they yeah. like, you know how their cells back <laughs> yeah. then. Yeah. Someone just accidentally had a hair and they just kept it on. Yeah. They just never took it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which that's actually part of the culture of it now. Like uh charge man. Ken is talked about as the room for anime. Oh no. Yeah. It's absolutely terrible. It is. <laughs> it's terrible, but it's like you watch it and you're like, what the fuck did I just see kind of anime? Huh. Okay. That sounds bad. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those, I we're watched, not recommending you watch we're, that. <laughs> yeah, we were definitely not recommending it. Like this is one of those I watch. Like I watched this for the same reason that I watched uh, uh, the Human Centipede three, <laughs> out of like pure morbid curiosity. Oh man. <laughs> huh. Of like, okay. okay, how bad can this really be? Oh, this is really bad. Like that's pretty much why I watched it. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that was that was a journey that I jumped into for like maybe twenty <laughs> minutes because I watched a couple episodes. Oh man. Huh. Well, uh last week we talked about a show that you guys were raving about yeah. called Close Enough on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I watched Sam, what's going on? Um 
cup. <laughs> You've just given up on good audio, huh, Sam? <laughs> Sam, don't give a fuck. Don't <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched uh, two episodes, or technically four, I guess, because it's ten minutes per episode, uh, or ten minutes per story, and there's yeah. two in every episode. Uh, so I watched four bits, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I think there is some comedy in there. Yeah, but I don't like the comedy even. Fair enough. And yeah. there's nothing else in there to like keep me interested at all. That is uh, like it feels like fair. it. It feels like it starts off like trying to have like some sort of heavy story that's going to follow through it. Uh, family, young kid with a divorced couple. And I feel like there's something really cool and interesting. You could do that story and you could touch some good topics, but it doesn't care. It doesn't want to talk oh. about that stuff. And it that's what I wanted to talk about. So <laughs> I don't know. It's So it has a backstory that you really want to dive into, but it's just like, no, nah, here's this absurd thing over here instead. It's not, even and... the, it's not the absurd thing. It's just that like in two episodes in a row, they literally did the thing to where like, Here's this like young innocent thing, and oh no, they're old actually though. Like two episodes in a row. Yeah, like, and that was really that's when I was like, okay, they ran out of ideas already. I'm done. So I think I told you the first episode is just I don't think it's a very good episode. Yeah, yeah. like, and I'm not gonna tell you to watch more because I if you didn't like the episode after that, I don't think you would enjoy much. There's like a couple bits you might appreciate for what they're referencing, but like I, the and, the episode where there's the club. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's Actually, there's like literally that a how I met your mother episode that does the same thing, but it's better. Like there's no murder in it, obviously. Um, <laughs> well, then how is it better? Yeah, you just <laughs> talked about how you love murder, but like it's them going to the club and like realizing like, oh, we're like too old for this. This isn't our thing anymore. But like, there's something more to it than just like we're in a club and we're old. It's like we're in a club and we're old and like maybe we need to deal with our lives and like think about what we're doing. And like it's just more interesting to me. I don't. I don't care. I don't. I don't think the initial joke is funny enough. For it to last ten minutes, like I just think like it's something that would be really good if it was once, and then they moved on. But like, the comedy isn't clever enough, I don't think, and it's not punchy enough for me to want to watch it just to laugh. And that's fair, I guess. It, it, I yeah. guess that's a niche that me and E are into, but you're not into. That's what I. That's kind of what I expected to go down with yeah. that. Because <laughs> I, I was like, this is like. Because what I said, I said, I think I said it's like regular show, a show I know you had never seen, but because of that, I knew you probably wouldn't enjoy it much. Yes, Sam. When <laughs> <laughs> you complain about my keyboard, <laughs> are you just pouring rocks on your microphone? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> see, that's something I can see is making a 10 minute joke about is just like trying to do a podcast, but like the person on the other end just does not care. Yeah, I think we're doing it right now. I think it's happening. <laughs> we just got to wait for a delivery man to show up at her door and like, hey, it's going to be uh, 1527. When are you thinking 27? It was supposed to be two for five. You know, there's a charge, that, there's a delivery fee about it. No, I'm not paying that. Like, well, I gotta take these pizzas. But don't you make fucking pizzas like back and forth while we're trying to talk about something else. <laughs> so since I know you're gonna not gonna watch, I'll spoil some of the parts I like. There's actually an episode. I think my favorite episode is about a snail. And oh yeah, so it's a the. 
the it's like kind of another the one realistic part is it's about when you just can't say no to your boss. Uh-huh. But that leads into this thing where she has to set up a whole garden and this giant snail comes out and is like, "Hey, I can give you this hat which speeds up which slows down time." What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's so much slows down time it just makes her faster. Uh, I don't, it's not that's explained how, that well. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I got. That, that's what I got. At least is it makes her fa- faster, but it may make time around her slower, so she's faster in reality. Okay, I think. But it's so that way yeah. she can get a lot done in a little bit of time. So that way she has time to, she can spend time with her family and get all this other stuff done for her boss, which her boss is giving her unrealistic expectations. Which I think I talked to you about that with my bosses in real life. Yeah. Well, I told my boss no. So yeah, it's fine. That's, that's <laughs> the lesson you learn at the end. Well, I've, like, I've already learned it. <laughs> also, I mean, I. I think yeah. I've told you guys stories before where I told my boss no, and he's like, just do it. And I had to, like, find a way around it. So Okay, so there's one joke. There's literally one joke where I laughed okay. in this show. Maybe you'll know it, E. Maybe you won't. I probably will. Um, it's when they go into the alley in that episode, and they're like, hey, here's these all these weird, like, orphan kids knitting. Um, and I go, hey, is this a sweatshop? like, I don't know. Let's not question it. Um, <laughs> and then, like, they're going to bed that night. And I, oh, I love you. Oh, man, this is yeah, great. Yeah. This is great. And then the kid in the grate's like, yeah, this is great. Keep going. Like, I thought that was really funny when it was a kid because it's like really weird and dark and just makes no sense. But then they ruined the joke by making them weird old people. Yeah, uh, like I said, I think that's not a very good episode. <laughs> because there's sex in that episode. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but like the one really good joke in that I feel like is just like diminished because they eliminate the part that makes it really weird and awkward. So like, it's hard because like, as I, I know I described... I think the show's funny. It's definitely a comedy, but I don't think it's like, I think it's more an absurdist type of show. And I, it's fair. I Which, understand that's definitely not for everyone. And I know what kind of stuff you like. I'm not surprised you didn't like it. Yeah. I just thought maybe you might. <laughs> we hoped. Yeah. It's the same with Midnight Gospel, where I said I could see you either really liking or really not liking. And you like the podcast stuff, not so into the... Yeah, like, the animation's fine, and I'm not really into the animation. Yeah. Like, it got to the part in Midnight Gospel to where, like, I literally do just want to go and watch and listen to the episodes that the episode is based on yeah. more. Like, I want I, to listen to the podcast episode more than I want to just sit down and watch them animate and have parts of the episode yeah. in it. I will say, I do think you should at least watch just the last episode. I think you know the characters well enough at this point. Yeah, I think so. If you ever go back to it. But, yeah. It's this, yeah, it's one of those things, like, as an animation buff, I really appreciate a lot of stuff the animation does. Oh, it's very fluid. Yeah. Like, it just, it's, it's almost like Monty Python, honestly. It's just, like, uh, unconscious, flows. like, flow of yeah. ideas, and they just flow one into the other into the other. Um, I, like, that's really cool. Yeah. Like, I, I need to be drunk or high, <laughs> because that's when I would really dig it. Um, and I don't get high, so I don't know. And drinking is like hard, so I just, you just I drink a beer. I find it. You're a beer. I, I just find that funny because, like, I don't even need that. I'm just like, cool. This is a crazy psychedelic animation, and I don't even. I think, yeah, it just is the difference of our mindsets, obviously. Yeah. Like, where I it, I really dig that stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like whenever I tried showing dry at the detective america and he's like nope can't watch it i need to be stoned out of my mind in order to actually sit through this i don't know how anybody watches that so it's, it's <laughs> i've watched it, it twice it's impossible you were high i don't care what you're saying you were high no like i guess another like little something that i thought like there's a lot of jokes i really liked from close enough i think one that like i was 
watching it at work whenever I had like that thing wherever like I'd have to wait 29 minutes for a part to finish and then I spent like five minutes finishing the part and then like the next 24 minutes just watch or it's watching something on my phone yeah uh one of the episodes for close enough was an episode where he went to go get a bisectomy because they were yeah they had like a really hash decision on whether they should have another child or not mm-hmm. uh one joke that I really like because they hide a lot of like little easter eggs and stuff in the there uh whenever they're doing the pregnancy test to see if the wife is pregnant again uh, when he's looking at the box of the pregnancy test and it's really quick like if it's it's one of those like you pause it in that one second to see what the joke is and if mm-hmm. you don't then you just don't see it is on the box of the pregnancy test it says um it says uh like pee on the stick wait five minutes and then think about what you did <laughs> that's good <laughs> that, that yeah. was a good one and then like one that like weirdly just made me laugh out loud in the middle of work is whenever he's at the bisectomy clinic uh he just like it's like so like who's gonna be my doctor for this bisectomy? And he's like, oh no no no, you don't have a doctor. We have these advanced robotics from Boston uh, to do it for us. And like it, he points at one of the robots, and the robot just randomly goes, "Go socks!" in like the most Boston accent possible. That <laughs> so made me laugh too. out loud. That made so me laugh out loud. Maybe you should try one more episode. Yeah, because like there's a bunch I'm of jokes like that in there, right? but like yeah, it is. It's like you said, you want this kind of like sad or uh, somewhat story of like. I don't even want it to be sad. I just wanted to have a story. Yeah. Which it does have that story in a sense, but it's just kind of like, here's what's kind of happening based in reality. And here's something that's way out in an absurdist amount of humor. <clears throat> I'll let you know if they do a second season, if they actually like follow a storyline or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. cause like, that's what, uh, what was that show? Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. Like that first season didn't really have a story. And the second season like hooked me. Like it had something finally going for it. So yeah. Is that a good show to I, actually watch? Like, uh, yeah. But, I, yeah. Uh, it's probably one of the best cartoons to come out in the last decade, I'd argue. What can you it watch? It gets on? really, really, really good. It's on Hulu, and I think it's on Disney Plus. Um, yeah, but um, I think it, I still watch it things... here at Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, I was gonna say I'm not gonna like tell you like you should watch more because it gets better later. Because I get really annoyed and someone's like, "Oh no, don't worry, the show gets really good around season four. Like I really hate when people do that. I think Gravity Falls is that. I think it starts off as very much a kids' cartoon, and then it it slowly builds into what it was meant to be. Right. I disagree. Well, well it is a kids cartoon, obviously. I disagree. I think this first season really important in building up expectations and putting the puzzle pieces down for you. And <laughs> which guess, the yeah. second season, and I understand that you probably would prefer it to do that. Like, I think if you designed, that would probably be like half a season and then start the whole thing. Yeah. I would give it maybe seven or eight episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that, and I think that's I think that is fair somewhat. But like, and again, it might just be because I grew up where that is a very common thing to do <laughs> because you're not allowed to really have a coherent story. Right. But like, I really love when a show will start like giving you the puzzle pieces, and you can start piecing together like uh, a show. I could that the only way I could get you to watch is if I find like seven episodes that can tell a story. <laughs> Adventure Time has so many like little things that build up throughout the entire show. Yeah. And you would hate it because like the first season probably has two big things that happen over its entire first season. Yeah, like I tried watching that and I got three episodes in and it was done. Oh, with Adventure Time actually? Yeah. Oh, if you should that one starts super very much for kids. Yeah, it's not for it was not for me. No. <laughs> uh I might try to get you to watch like certain episodes because there's so much beautiful stuff that happens in that show, but that's another thing, and again, I don't want to like force you to be doing that kind of stuff because I don't want you to do that for me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like, I wouldn't sit you down and try and get you to watch uh, the shows that I watch because yeah, you just wouldn't ride care. to hell. Rich, what is that? What? That's a game. Ride to no, hell no, retribution. 
No, what's that one you have? Where... Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. No, you would hate Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. That you would never enjoy any of that. Well, I think it's one of those funny things too, because I think, well, actually, no, Dry didn't get me into that show. I think Rocky got got us into that show. Like we used to go to his house and watch that every Saturday, Sunday. I didn't. When, you yeah. did, maybe. I yeah, didn't. I did. Uh, but I think that's one of the shows that Rocky got us into. Uh, that was <laughs> one of those shows that, like, and a lot of people disagree with me, but I feel like it, if that show went downhill with season five for me, and a lot of people disagree on that. Um. But that's my personal opinion. I feel like the show's only weak season was season three. I want to say it's season two or three, where there's the, all the Irish stuff. Um, I think that was three or four. That three then it was three then. Um, <laughs> I, was just... I know it wasn't four. Okay. Um, yeah, I hated that season. I I lived. That's the. Sh- see, what's up, Sam? Um, <laughs> Sam's bored. I you guess. got something to say. <laughs> I think she's just trolling you on you and your audio quality. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so season three is no good. Yeah, like that, whenever its initial run was going, when season three happened, that season made me not want to ever watch any more of that show because it was so boring and so slow. But like having everything to binge makes it a very different experience. Yeah. Because you, you like season three, you get like one story thing. And the rest feels like filler. It ends up not being that for way later in the show because, like, it builds up to what the bigger story will eventually be. Um, but like after season one and two, it just feels like so dumb and arbitrary, and like it it's so slow for like the task they're trying to get done. It's so slow. But then, like immediately, the end of season three into season four, it becomes. An amazing show. Like, I love everything after season three. <laughs> nice. It might have been season... I don't know. I feel like season four was when they went to Ireland, but I could be no, wrong. No, it wasn't that late in it. I know it wasn't that late. I, I don't know. Like I said, I think it's one of those things. It did speed up, but it, I kind of lost the sense of realism with it, too. And I <laughs> felt like a lot of stuff that happened happened for plot convenience. Uh, I would disagree to a large extent. I would say there is maybe a couple of unrealistic things, like maybe landmines shouldn't be so prevalent. But well, I think it's because like in the early seasons, they make sure to like because the cops are after them and everything. And so like they make sure that they they're almost walking on glass, which is why it takes them so long to do everything in those early seasons. And then by like season five, like, well, I guess we're killing everybody with like very little consequences to everything that we're doing. I would say it's far more consequences. It's just um, it's no longer the law they're really worried about anymore. Uh, It becomes a different issue. Yeah. Uh, Like uh, another show, Supernatural. From seasons one through four, I think it is, they're running from the cops the whole time. Because, like, while they're also fighting demons, <laughs> they have to steal credit cards because fighting demons doesn't pay money. So, like, right. they're stealing people's identities and credit cards and running from the police. Um, but, like, after that, like, it's no longer an issue because that's not the problem anymore. Like, that's not the big plot thing. Um, and, like, after, <laughs> I think it's season season four is when, like, the police are no longer an issue because the police are on their side. Uh, like, it's no longer the big thing. There's so much that we've missed. <laughs> Some about Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> we've been talking about Kingdom Hearts 3 for a while. <laughs> we got we got on a lot of tangents about television, yeah. which I guess that's the point of this yeah. Uh, yeah. show. But like, yeah, I, I honestly really, really like Sons of Anarchy. I would like to go back to it at some yeah. point. I, don't get me wrong. Sons of Anarchy is a great show. But like I said, it's just like it had such a big switch by season five. Like season five was <laughs> I felt like there's a huge switch between what the show was and what it became. Yeah. 
And it, it happened like very the show. I just brought it up as I, an I, example. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, the reason, like I said, that's just my thing. I think me and Dre have had a couple conversations about it because we both have different feelings about it. Yeah, and I mean, the show does change tonally a lot. Like the the first two seasons are really emotional. Yeah, and each episode is uh, bookended by a narration of these diary entries from his dad. And like for me, that's what got me into it because I'm a fucking idiot and love sad stuff. Um, <laughs> And so, like, that's what got me, because, like, he's reading these journal entries about, like, because his dad died, and he doesn't really know why. Um, and so he's reading these journal entries, like, figuring out, like, more and more what his dad was like and, like, what the gang was like at the time, like, what the crew was like, what everyone was doing. Um, and, like, learning more and more about, like, the betrayal that happened between everything and that, like, how he stopped caring about everything and became, like, a, a shell of a person that he used to be. And then something happens at the end of season two and he like loses his journal. It's burned away. And so like, you don't get that anymore. And beca- he becomes lost. And through season three, you like get to see him losing himself and family members. Cause he loses his kid in season three. That's the whole point of it. Um, and he like, they're chasing him trying to get his kid. And then in season four, it feels like it hits a point to where the character starts to know who they are again uh, after feeling very lost throughout the whole show. And so I think it does make a very big tonal change, but I don't think it becomes unrealistic necessarily. I would disagree with that. <laughs> like I said, we both have different views of it too. I think it's one of I think part of it also had to do with the fact that like I used to watch it week by week for like the first two or three seasons and mm-hmm. then that's whenever I moved away to Salt Lake City and so whenever I jumped back onto it the show had already ended. Uh and so like I just watched all of it on Netflix at once. Yeah. It really is such a huge difference of experience like binging a show in week watching yeah, yeah, like some shows are way better week to week and some are not. Yeah. Uh, like I think uh, one show that's really, really bad week to week to watch is Supernatural because there's very little plot in every episode. Like there is, there's a lot of plot in the show, but there's very little plot in every episode um, to where the point of like there was one season where I think like one thing happened and that season sucked ass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I hated that season. <laughs> another show that's probably the same as that, in my opinion, at least, because that's another show that I binged until I decided I was done with it and just stopped watching it, was The Walking Dead. A lot of yes. people just think that's not the A best. lot of people are done with that now. Yeah. And I, th- that's one of those things that I realized, too, is, like, there is, like, an overarching plot and everything, but from, like, see- like there are a couple seasons where, like, one big thing happens. Yeah, it's end of the mm-hmm. world porn. Yeah. That's all it is at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, that that show this became... still, like, actually going on or yeah it's still yeah. happening really i mean at one point in time it was the biggest show in the world so it, yeah i Not know excuse you, ed and eddie already came out <laughs> this is post ed ed and eddie whenever ed and eddie stopped that's whenever the walking dead started up <laughs> That might not be that far off. It's not very far off, actually. Like, like, 08, 09? Yeah. yeah. Oh, That's really, really yeah. about yeah. when Ed and Eddie stopped. Yeah. The Walking Dead filled in the void that Ed and Eddie could, are left behind. That's amazing. <laughs> ended up that way. That's pretty great. Oh, man. I gotta look that up now. That's, a, that's another show I wish that you would i love that i don't think you would like either ed and eddie oh i already know i don't even in the day when i like cartoons i couldn't get into ed and eddie that's because you're wrong that's fine (laughs) (laughs) you watched it like right when it came out though right yeah because i think the first season is definitely the weakest because they were still trying to figure out what the show was about it's just so weird 
that show. Like, because you talk about how much, like, Cartoon Network doesn't give a shit about its cartoons or anything. Yeah. And, like, that was advertised in movie theaters. It's so weird. And it's their, one of their most popular shows, so... Yeah. <laughs> saying, maybe they're saying something. Uh, uh, Sam in chat said Sons of Anarchy is shit. Are you sure uh, that's not Sword Kyrie... Art Online? Wait, that's the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie said Sons of Anarchy is a shit. And I said Sons of Anarchy is shit. Fix. And she said, wow. And I said, I got bored with it. And then she said something else. <laughs> Just... <laughs> hey, another one of those shows I know that Dry wants to get me into that I just haven't started yet with The Shield. The Shield is really good. It's by the same guy, Kurt Cutter. Yeah. Um, Which, like I said, it's one of those, like, despite the, how much me and you debate on Sons of Anarchy, I do honestly enjoy that show. Yeah. Um, and The Shield is a weird one because it's him. Um, he, he did Sons of Anarchy literally right after The Shield. Like, right. months later, he was on Sons of Anarchy already. So it was one of those, like, okay, we're done with this show. What are we going to do next kind of mentality? Yeah, kind of. But, like, The Shield is what if the good guys were actually bad guys? And then Sons of Anarchy is what if the bad guys were actually good guys? Um, it's literally that. Yeah. Oh, not... I thought we were talking about the Avengers thing. <laughs> Avengers? What? Isn't there a thing called, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, yeah. We're not talking about that. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> I was like, what is, is going that on? Is very what? different. What do you no. mean the good guys are bad? What? Um, also in S.H.I.E.L.D. Agent S.H.I.E.L.D., the good guys are bad. Hail Hydra in that, Jazz. Yeah. Um, but in the S.H.I.E.L.D., like, it start, the first episode starts with you immediately knowing they're shitty people. Yeah. Like, they kill a fellow cop to hide that they dealt drugs. Like, immediately right away, you're like, oh, these are bad people. And then the show keeps going, like, oh, we're following these guys. Okay, I'm supposed to root for the villains, um, which you never do. American History X? Not, no, no, okay. not, no, it's not racist. Uh, well, it might be a little racist. <laughs> um, but, like, it goes into really, really, really dark places, and it's so strange, because, like, you're following these characters, and you don't fall in love with them, I'll say, but, like, you get attached. Um, you get attached to the evil that they do and stuff like that. And all of them pay at the end. Like, nobody comes out scot-free. Um, but, like, but, like, it becomes, like, a thing of, like, they're constantly betraying each other. And they're awful, awful people constantly doing horrible things to each other. And, like, this friendship that you see them grow for four seasons just gets destroyed. And for the rest of the show, you have to watch them, like, destroy everyone's life around them. It's so it's such an insane show. It's so weird. Um it's also hard to recommend because it is incredibly slow to get to the stuff that I really, really like. Yeah. But you know me though, too. Like you recommend something to me. I'm like, yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. It's also long. It's yeah. a very long show. I think it's like I'm, six or seven seasons and they're 45 minutes an episode. I mean, another thing that you got me started on that we still have yet to finish was how I met your mother. I would like to finish that. Yeah. It's very good. That show is really, really good. And when the last season came out, that was one of those ones where I was like, I really hate this last season. And then I started thinking about it and thinking about it. And then I watched it again. I was like, actually, I really, really like the last season a lot. <laughs> like, it's my almost my favorite season now. Yeah. I still can't tell he... can't tell you the difference between that and Friends. <laughs> uh, they're they're pretty close. They're very close. Okay, spoilers. Uh, did he finally meet the mother? He does. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what the entire <laughs> last season is. Really. I don't know. Like, oh, it's going to be like... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, the whole last season is that, but it's very tragic and sad, and I think that probably explains a lot why I like it. <laughs> okay, so she probably died. I mean, fair, I'm me guessing. and Dr- 
Uh, Does everyone die? Please tell <laughs> me that everyone dies. Uh, yeah, Phoebe I don't know. That's died. The only thing, uh... That's the only thing that would make worth it. Make it worth it. <laughs> <laughs> they go to the pub and ends, all, everyone died. It, it, ends with, it. Uh, it ends with everybody dying. Uh, the kids are imaginary, and he is talking to his imaginary kids inside of his prison cell. But also to... in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> and that's pe- perpetually keeping him in this coma, is talking to his kids, which is let's why just, it takes 10 seasons for Let's just throw every terrible internet theory trope in yeah. there. They're actually all dead, too. He's dead in the coma. Um, but yeah, uh, I was going to say, weirdly oh, enough, I kind of rope in... Uh, and There's a reason why, so... Uh, but... Uh, I kind of rope in the shield in like the same category as I rope in Dexter, but not because like they're similar shows at all. It's because I've watched the first episode of both of those shows and like, oh, this seems interesting. I should w- keep watching it and then never picked it back you up. One of those shows is definitely better than the other. Yeah. I, so you've told me. Like I remember warning my sister about that too because she super got into De- to Dexter for a while there. I did she finish like it and did she hate it? <laughs> I, I haven't asked. I think I asked her and I don't know if I got an answer from her. Uh-huh. One of these days, when people say Dexter's, I'm not just going to default to Dexter's laboratory. Dexter's lab? Even I do. Even I do. So, yeah. I'm like, Get out I'm like what do you guys mean? Yeah, you know, the second two seasons weren't very good, but I mean, yeah, on, like I want to say they, I hate they did. I mean, yeah, they, did when they redid the, Yeah, when they redesigned it and everything, it just killed it. Anyway. Yeah. Did you watch something this week that you liked? I rewatched Lovesick. Love Shack? Yeah, don't take crap. <laughs> uh, no, Love Sick is really good. It's just a really uh, extended love story with a lot of heartbreak. It's good. It sounds yeah. like your thing. I, sounds like your thing. One thing that I'm <laughs> because I watched it uh, because I'm watching it with Gel. It's one of those like we have to like sit down and actually watch it together kind uh, of thing. Because if I you know the whole couple's watching something together uh, was that show Happy, which is mm-hmm. probably the darkest comedy I've ever seen in my entire life. That sounds like a you thing. Yeah. <laughs> like when I say dark, like it gets into like true detective territory. Yeah. yeah. Of that dark. seems like a you thing. You yeah. like uh, humor that's there just to offend. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, but I, I, I'm also like you in the sense that I watch a lot of really tragic stuff yeah. for the sake of watching tragedies. Yeah. There's a, there's like one scene in season three of Lovesick that's really, really good. And I don't know how to explain it very well. Uh, so I'm going to try. They get off the boat. And it's really sad when they get off the boat. Because <laughs> they were dead the whole time. No. Um, In the coma. <laughs> no, like, there's this, the main character is, like, dating this girl that he met, like, in season one. And he's, like, dating her, and they're, like, together, and they're, like, doing their thing. But then he's, like, in love with this other girl. And, like, that girl knows because she actually met the girl that he's in love with before and without knowing it. And I know this sounds like exactly I'm your lost. show, e. No, I'm just lost already. <laughs> um, but they're like having this conversation in this uh, bar, and she's like saying like, "I can't believe this! Like, I can't be with you because uh, she loves you." And he's like, "No, no, it's fine. Like, we're together. I love you." He's like, "She loves you, you know." Like, what? Like, that look on your face right there—that's how I know this isn't meant to be. I'm like, this is really good. It's really sad. Really good uh, stuff. Was, if I ever go crazy <laughs> and get in a relationship, I'll ask you for that show again, and then I can feel sad. Okay. (laughs) So let's take close enough and replace the score with like a really sad one and then give it back to Jarius. See if he notices. So, yeah, there's actually an interesting thing about that. I remember telling you guys about that Netflix show, 100 Humans, that I told you about. 
Oh yeah, where they like, do the studies. And yeah, stuff. they do the studies with a hundred people to see oh, like yeah. what the average might be with it and everything. Uh, one thing that they did is they took a group of people and they had them watch uh, all this accident footage and then ask them what they thought about it. And then they had accident footage with a laugh track and then asked the people what they thought about it. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> and they actually got a very different response from both of them. Like it wasn't oh, yeah. like you know people dying accidents okay. kind of thing. It was just like guy slips and falls or like a crane is trying to lift something too heavy and the crane flip or falls over or um like a tree falling down in the middle of the storm or something like that and almost hitting someone like, i mean there's a reason why we use music in all of our media yeah and like games and movies and tv shows because it's the it fastest way emotion. to yeah, yeah exactly like uh there's actually a little youtube video that i Hey, Randy. Hey, Randy. Hi, I don't know how much um, longer we're going to be doing this, but yeah. thanks yeah. for joining us. We're jumping in a whole bunch of non sequiturs, but like it's yeah. another little YouTube video I showed you where it says like background music is important and it shows like that girl swinging with like kind of like that really calm Car um, Caribbean music. Yeah. And then it shows it without the music and she's screaming her head off because they actually had to strap her into a swing that like swings off the side of a mountain. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Um, and then she's just like screaming her head off the entire time. So like the vibe is very different from the real sounds compared to like what the you know whenever they mute that and then put a music track on it yeah but like no matter what i think pretty much anybody the fastest way to get an emotional response is to show the music yeah like no matter what the emotional response is like i don't know what it is with the human brain but it just really likes music yeah which it wasn't even music it was a laugh track like so like but it's still something yeah it's still something like the fact that you know you see the guy fall down and then a laugh track happens they want to laugh along with it because like oh like he didn't get hurt it's just funny kind of thing right. there is a reason we still use laugh tracks despite the fact they're awful yeah yeah like people if there's a laugh track people will be more inclined to laugh because like oh that was the joke it's supposed to be funny i should laugh also even if like they're not meaning to Right. Like, they'll just laugh because they're supposed to laugh. That's how the Big Bang does everything. Yes, because that show without a laugh track is fucking scary. What show? Big, Big Bang. Bang Theory. Oh. Well, like, they put laugh tracks <laughs> on things that literally just aren't jokes. Yeah. yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't like that show. It's like, bad. Hey, it's not a Star Trek. Show. It's not. Actually, but, I, there's probably a line there like, hey, Star Trek. <laughs> no, like, what is it? There's, like, they're playing ping pong or something stupid, and they put a laugh track where he's like, this is the fleet from Star Trek. <laughs> that classic line from Star Trek. Yeah. This is the fleet from Star I, Trek. I, I think one famous example of that is just like the, Penny, uh, you're in my seat, laugh track. Yeah, but there's a seat open over there. But that's my laugh seat, track. laugh track. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, like that, yeah. It's not a funny joke, but they put that laugh track there so people laugh to it because that's his seat. Right. Uh, yeah, that sort of sucks ass. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think I've watched like four episodes of that show and like that was four episodes too much. <laughs> yeah. And like, it sucks. Cause at a certain, a certain point, laugh tracks were like helpful. Cause like there was an audience and there was actually people watching, yeah. but like at a certain point, every sitcom goes to a point to where they don't have an audience anymore and they just use canned laughter. And I think you can always tell that point because everything feels unnatural. Right. And it's one of those things with like, it's kind of that sense of like whenever you're performing in front of an audience, like you kind of feed off the energy of the audience. And you can tell that with a lot of early sitcoms, like yeah. married with children is a good example of that. Cause if I remember that was in front of a live studio audience. And mm -hmm. so like they would actually be in the middle of saying something, have to stop because people are laughing too hard at what they're saying. And then, and some of those early things every now and then you can see the actors start to crack a little bit in between it too, of like, they're trying not to laugh themselves. And that kind of adds to the humor of it. Yeah. Like it makes it a better show. Yeah. But when you have a laugh track, like, that's There's, just like put in post post production. Yeah, and so like okay, well here's where it says put the laugh track, and the laugh track is in, 
and they're still doing their thing. Yeah. Like it's just it doesn't it's work like as well. they they feel like they have to put a laugh track in like any bit of silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That or like a clapping or whatever else. Like, yeah. hey, well, look, this is funny. Isn't it so yeah. fucking funny? <laughs> Everybody laugh. Nickelodeon's getting progressively worse yes, about that. Yes, that. <laughs> like, I don't know if you guys like Drake and Josh. I think actually had a really good balance from the last track. I don't remember Drake and Josh at all. I, I remember like a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say it's Nickelodeon's best sitcom for what that's worth. But what about the one? iCarly? No. no I'm what about Slow my shorts? No. All that. Uh, the, had two cast members from all that. The Nick Keenan and Kel. Keenan, yeah. What about Keenan and Kel? Yeah. I think that looks good too. I I think Jake and Josh is better though. Hmm. Maybe I'm racist. No, <laughs> maybe you're. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah. But like they, it got to a point where I actually watched clips from like shows now, and they literally will put laugh tracks any silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awful. It is. Yeah. It's like Randy said. Randy says I fucking hate laugh tracks. I think we do too for that same reason. Yeah, like they like when it's a real audience. I think it can be good, but there's never a real audience anymore. And it's also usually yeah, like um, there's so many bad sitcoms now. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say it's one of those things I remember hearing a statistic from is like a lot of laugh tracks they use like date back to the 1940s or 1950s even. Yeah, a lot of them are technically probably dead people. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, you're just <laughs> hearing the laughs of dead people now. Try to laugh to that laugh track. <laughs> Which I mean, hey, no different than the Big Bang, eh? Oh! Hey! <laughs> anyway, you guys have a great night. <laughs> yeah, we'll be here next week. Laugh Put track. Put a track of people clapping. You need to put a laugh track on that soundboard. <laughs> oh, right, right. Um, I think he has a laugh track and also a cheering. Okay, somebody say something funny. Actually, say anything. Spaghetti. <laughs> it works. Spaghetti, but it's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> God, that was so horrible. <laughs> Stop! Stop it! Do not trap for that. You're trapped here. <laughs> All right. I think that uh, we're about. Yeah, I think that means we're done. Yeah. <laughs> once, once the laugh track busts out, we're yeah. done. If we need the laugh track to keep going, that means that we're done. <laughs> Can I repeat? Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, you did. Yeah. It. Good job. Yeah. Laugh track. Woo! And wait. Yeah. Um. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I mean, why is that one of the seven I need to sound learn effects? To, I don't know. I need to learn how to do the cricket cricket whistle. Oh yeah. Well, you rub your legs together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that... right, yeah that... i don't know if you can hear that we should we should get it's getting late yeah we <laughs> did this a bit longer than usual actually which is cool yeah um yeah uh if you're protesting out there protest safely masks gloves hand sanitizer get tested if you can if you're not doing that stay home stay alone stay alive you guys have a great night bye sam bye